Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidley. Glad you joined us tonight. Heat up three on the Hawks. Hawks! Minute 27 left in the first quarter down in Miami. 24-21. H-O-X. Unleash it. Unleash the Hawks. Bagels and Hawks. Kelly, let's update all the scores. Trey Young having a better night. It is 24-21 right now, Miami, with one minute left in the first quarter. Trey Young's got 10 points. 10 points, uh, two rebounds, one assist. He's looking to score tonight. Um... Nothing else too uh, too flashy on the uh, one of four floor. from three. One of four from three. Four four points, two rebounds for Bam. Uh, live numbers in this game: uh, Heat nine and a half as they take a twenty six to twenty one lead now. Two fourteen and a half the live total. Over in Major League Baseball, bunch of games going on: Yankees and Tigers. Yankees up three to two. Garrett Cole just got pulled from that game in the second inning. Hey. It was three to nothing Yankees. He's walking batters. He's just having difficulty getting out of that inning, and they yanked him. Oh, how about, how about that? That well, <laughs> there's a story behind that. Oh, one and two thirds. He was at 68 pitches. Yeah, because oh. that that inning lasted literally like from before the Andy McNeil segment. One and two thirds and 68 pitches. Yeah, he could, he could not. He was just issuing free passes wow. left and right. So he is done for the night. Garrett Cole, who uh, has blamed a thing or two besides his own performance on his performance, blamed other things that caused bad performances this year. Wonder what he'll have to say about that. 
Uh, Yankees still minus 265. The Tigers plus 200 live if you're interested in getting in on that game. 11 and a half the total. Cardinals up on the Marlins 4 to nothing. That game in the top of the fifth inning right now. Cardinals minus 1,800 live. Marlins plus 850, eight and a half your live total. Jesus Lazardo on the hill for the Marlins. He's a left-hander. So Albert Pujols is in the lineup. He is two for two. Including beating out a bloop to the right f- on the right field line, which he legged out for a double. He is two for two. Albert Pujols, who they're just playing against lefties, is batting 412 on the season. Man. Right now, he puts on he that still cl- smash lefties. Puts MVP on the, puts on the Cardinals uniform, becomes Superman. <laughs> Kelly, we're gonna, we're gonna try to interrupt you on every one of your scores. You can, just <laughs> let, let me listen. For, the guy's hitting four. To, he's four hundred years old. He's he, he's hitting his age right now in in against lefties. This is awesome. this is amazing. Well, I told Gil when we saw when we saw him leg out that double too. I was like, it's man, amazing. he's trying to steal third base these days. Okay, <laughs> the guy can run. He's Superman. By the way, in that Tigers game, also uh, Mickey Cabrera with his two thousand nine hundred ninety six. Sixth career hit. He makes me still feel young. It's amazing. It's just that he's still playing. It's yeah. incredible. Uh, Diamondbacks and Nationals scoreless. That game in the bottom of the fourth inning. Nationals minus 160. Diamondbacks plus 130. Five and a half your live total. Blue Jays up on the Red Sox. One to nothing top of the third. Blue Jays minus 140. Red Sox plus 110. Eight and a half your total. Giants and Mets scoreless. That game in the top of the third. Mets minus 130 live. Giants even money. Five and a half your live total. Pirates and Brewers scoreless. That game in the bottom of the second. Brewers minus 315 live. Pirates plus 230. Six and a half the live total. Rays with a one nothing lead over the Cubs in the bottom of the second inning. Tampa minus 175 live favorite. Cubs plus 145. Seven and a half your live total. Over on the ice. Bunch games in action. Flyers and Maple Leafs scoreless. One minute into the second period, Maple Leafs minus 425, Flyers plus 285, four and a half your live total. Jets and Rangers scoreless, three minutes into the second period. Rangers minus 210, Jets plus 155, live total set at four. Red Wings and Lightning scoreless, uh, one minute into the second period, the Lightning minus 450, Red Wings plus 295, four and a half your live total. Jets and Rangers scoreless. Did I just read that one? Can't even keep up. <laughs> You're on a loop, Kelly. Just keep going back on it. There's so many hockey games. Jets and Rangers scoreless. Three minutes into the second period. Rangers minus 210. Jets plus 155. Your live total set at four. So many scoreless hockey games. What is this? Wild up one to nothing on the Canadiens in the first intermission. Wild minus 600. Canadiens plus 380. Total set at five. Juice to the over. Panthers and Islanders. 0-0, halfway through the first period. Panthers minus 220 live. Islanders plus 160. Five and a half, your live total. There are three first pitches coming if anybody wants to get in. There's, there's two of them are happening in about five minutes. So uh, we got the Twins and the Royals. That's Chris Archer versus Carlos Hernandez. About minus, you know, let's call it let's call it 135 for the Twins and Archer. Plus 115 on the Royals at home if you want them as underdogs. The Astros and Angels, Framber Valdez and Patrick Sandoval. Uh, Valdez and the Astros, minus 155 favorites, plus 135 on the Angels as underdogs. And then the Phillies and Rockies in about a half an hour. Uh, Kyle Gibson for the Phillies, Kyle Freeland for the Rockies. Uh, Phillies, minus 135, Rockies, plus 115. 
as underdogs there. And as we mentioned earlier, um, on the Houston side, no Altuve tonight. And then on the Angels side, no Trout tonight. So they are Otani, Ward, Rendon, and he's doing it again. Duffy, clean up. Duffy, clean up. Here he's doing it again. This guy, bases loaded, walking, like all this. Now Joe, Joe Madden cares not what he you does, think. He does not. So uh, anyway, Duffy, clean up. Mayfield, Suzuki, Adele, Marsh. And Velasquez on the uh, Houston side, Pena, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Gurriel, Tucker, Diaz, McCormick, and then Maldonado. Yankees did get out of that inning without further damage, so they go to uh, to uh, they 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 retire the side up three to two. So Garrett Cole, his uh, book is done for the night. Two earned runs given up, but again, sixty eight pitches, one and two third innings, and that is the closed book on Garrett Cole tonight. Three to two Yankees, and uh, Don Mattingly with the Cardinals leading four to nothing. Don Mattingly pulled Jesus Lozardo when he saw Albert Pujols step to the plate. <laughs> and so he went to the bullpen. And so now Pujols, who's two for two on the night, will uh, not face Lozardo anymore. Lozardo does not have uh, does not have the indignity of facing Pujols for a third time. So they are going to go, I would imagine, uh, righty on righty here to uh, Pujols. So he will not have handedness in his favor this time. I would imagine a double and single and two runs. For Albert Pujols is hitting 333. Well, one for three with a homer uh, with runners in scoring position. Runners at the corners right now for Pujols, top of the fifth. And it is a righty versus righty matchup here against Pujols, <laughs> which he struggle, struggles with, of course. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, okay, uh, coming up this uh, this hour, Drew Densick will join us, talk NBA and NFL draft. We will give you all of the NFL draft bets we have already made, considering making a, a, a couple more myself Eight days out from the actual NFL draft here in Las Vegas, and a little later on this hour, too. I like this for DraftKings. Odds on tennis players getting to Grand Slam finals this year. How much do how much do you love that somebody back there is thinking and like, what else can we put up? I love that. What else can we put up? I it's don't great. know. It's great. The, uh, the one I was surprised by, especially since since it might be a very limited amount of people or a person, because I was a little surprised when we had Johnny on last week, him talking about that they only have five guys working on NFL props all year long. I don't know why, but they got so, they got so much on the site. I, I figured it was more probably around a dozen people working on NFL, if I had to guess. I guess there's too many. After a certain point, there's probably too many Chefs in the kitchen? Yeah. Is that the yeah, uh, term? Yeah, probably. Cooks in the kitchen. Cooks yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah. What did I say? Chefs. <laughs> yeah, but they got so many unique markets, Too many right? like, sous chefs in the kitchen. Oh, well, you're, you're eating at fancy restaurants. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Right, so, yeah. so, too many chefs in the kitchen. <laughs> too many sous Too many sommeliers in the wine cellar. <laughs> Kelly's at Applebee's. They're cooks at Applebee's, yeah. all right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're chefs at Carbone, all right? <laughs> too many chefs at Carbone. Sorry about that. Apologies. Um, so they had... Uh, that uh, Timberwolves Grizzlies, two different books have moved to six and a half now. So Timberwolves money coming in at least at a couple of the books, still holding tight at that 240 on the total. Yeah, we do have lineups for that one. Um, no, no differences. Steven Adams still going for, for the Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, John Morant. On the Minnesota side, you've got Beverly, Russell, Anthony Edwards, Vanderbilt, and Carl Anthony I went. I went fairly heavy on that. T Wolves play tonight. You did probably my biggest right. my biggest basketball bet of the year. I don't have that many basketball bets. But yeah, you don't. Biggest. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
I like um, it. So I, I'm actually a little lighter than normal on it, but no, but I went strong. I like them. I like them both tonight. Tomorrow night, of course, game two of the marquee series of the first round of the NBA playoffs. The Whew. Nets and the Celtics game two after that spectacular game one where Jason Tatum with the buzzer beater layup uh, got it done for the Celtics. Celtics adjusted series price minus 220. And, of course, tomorrow night also game two between the Bucks and the Bulls. We also get a game three between the Sixers and the Raptors tomorrow night as they go back to Toronto and no Matisse Thibault in Toronto because he is not fully vaccinated by a Canadian vaccine mandate. He's not allowed to play up there. Uh, I guess my questions are, are plenty, one of which is, before the series, we had the Raptors bets, and it was all about, well, you know, it really does work out so that the Raptors have that advantage without Thibault in there. But from what you've seen in games one and two, you think the Raptors can take both of these games in Toronto? I do not. That's why I bring it up. I think we have losers feel, in our account. It doesn't feel like that, no, does it? I feel like we have losers in our account. And the Scotty Barnes thing doesn't help. Yes, Scotty Barnes thing doesn't help. Also think that that's... They just, they listen, we said if the 76ers got consistent play out of, um, out of Harden, then whenever, well, they don't need it whenever these other guys are playing like they they're don't. playing. They like, they, like, they he's just become a facilitator, yeah. which, hey, good, good on him. That. Yeah, he's great at it. Good on him. Like, he does the little drive to the lane thing and they collapse on him and then he just kicks it out and does whatever. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, like, it's that working. was a, that was a pre, before the series, I, I thought that, I had no problems with your guy, with your guys' bets on it. I, I I can understand the reasoning. That was one. And all I thought was the 76er size is eventually these guys, these star star or starish players, need to step up. And you've at least got that out of Tyrese Maxey early on. That's Bob, for sure. Bobby Thompson, NFL beat writer. Debo Samuels made his stance known. He's frustrated with the 49ers and seems to want to play elsewhere. Wow. Wow. Drew Densick joins us next. NFL draft and the NBA. Next. Beeson's primetime action. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime. This is a tweet from Jason H11. You guys should reconsider the one and done. Lots of strategy in that you lose two guys this week and several teams will be off limits due to already using one or oh, one of them on the team. Also got to draft angry. Oh, you definitely got to do that, Jason. Got to draft angry. Dating back to last year, Garrett Cole's last nine starts. Oh, when the, when the, uh, the tackiness changed? 3.2 innings, two earned. Five innings, one earned. That's a good start. 5.27 earned. Six, three earned. Six, five earned. Two, three earned. Four, three earned. 5.23 earned. And then the 1.2 tonight, two earned in 68 pitches. Hmm. So what you're saying is the $324 million contract, not really that is one quality start out of his last nine. And the one quality start is the minimum that you, the six innings, three earned. So that is, if you don't know what a quality start is, you have to go six innings and give up three earned or fewer to earn a quality start. Um, that is the bare minimum he did, six innings, three earned, and that was five starts. He was brutal tonight. Couldn't find, could not find the plate. Drew Densick joins us from not only one podcast, but two. The Deep Dive Podcast, which he does with Andy Molitor, Dinsick Classic. And, of course, NBC Sports Bet the Edge Podcast with Sarah Perlman. Ladies and gentlemen, you can follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. It's Drew Dinsick. How you doing, Drew? Once again. Oh, doing quite well. Enjoying uh, a little Hawks heat uh, is the uh, matinee tonight. And uh, good game so far. Uh, a little bit of an aggressive whistle helping the Hawks keep, uh, keep, keep their feet in this one. But What do you have uh, in this I, game, Drew? What do you have in this one? Hawks. I played Hawks plus seven and a half market uh, completely flushed on me. It closed eight uh, after move, you know, moved down to seven. I was patting myself on the back and then went right back out to eight. So, uh, you know, someone in the um, someone in the betting space who has the respect of the bookmakers obviously liked the heat tonight. Um, and uh, yeah, it's got me a little nervous. Honestly, um, Atlanta plays a very up and down style. If they go cold at the wrong time, uh, you know, this, this could get a little sweaty here, but uh, I like the fight in this team. They are playing a lot, you know, they're, they're playing a lot harder than they played in the first half of game 
one. I completely gave them a pass uh, for how poorly they played in game one first half after, you know, back to back games in such a short time window where they were playing for their playoff lives um, and then travel, travel, tr you know, bang, 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 third road game. Uh, you know, it was obviously it was uh, going to be a tough task for them to come out and match the energy of the heat. So didn't really shock me that they didn't play all that well. Um, and then expected a little bit of positive shooting regression from Atlanta tonight. So far, that looks to be the case. Expected a little negative regression for the Heat, who had three, you know, nine, eight of nine from three for Duncan Robinson and four of four from three for PJ Tucker. Uh, neither guy has been able to find uh, their range from distance so far. So hopefully that stays that way and we get a good, uh, you know, good close finale here. DeAndre Hunter and Kyle Lowry exchanging pleasantries. They had a, they had a, hold, me, a hold me back, bro moment. Yes. It was the, uh, let me get in your face, but whole team, hold me back, please. Hold step, me back. step across this line. No, step across this line. <laughs> How about this line? I'm sure Kyle Lowry is shaking in his boots. Yeah, 41-39, by the way. Heat by a bucket. It seems as if uh, there might have been a double technical there yeah. on that yeah. as well. So, yeah, cool. Fun times. I'll tell you what, mm -hmm. real quick about DeAndre Hunter before moving off the heat. He's having a nice little uh, emergence here. Yes. Um, I did not know if he was going to ultimately be the player that the Hawks needed him to be to complement the rest of those pieces. But uh, he played very well in the plans, I thought. Uh, and he's given them a very, very game effort tonight. So hopefully he stays out of foul trouble. I see he's got two personals so far. Um, but uh, in general, it looks like foul trouble is going to be more of the recipe. Actually, both teams are, are looking a little dicey right now. I got nine so far for the Hawks and 11 so far for the Heat. So this is getting sloppy. Drew, we got a tip off here in about 10 minutes in the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies sitting six and a half or seven in favor of the Grizzlies. A nice high 240 total. In this one, what do you see here? So I didn't play this game, but this is by far my favorite game to talk about. Um, game one, I thought exposed sort of the worst case scenario for the Grizzlies in terms of matchup deficiencies. Um, and honestly, like because Taylor Jenkins has not gone through the rigors of a playoff series where he's, you know, had to kind of solve the puzzle for lack of a better way to describe it. Um, I don't know that I have a ton of confidence that he's going to make big shifts, big moves uh, here coming into game two, but ultimately that's what he needs to do in my opinion, to really, you know, sw swing the balance for this series. Um, I point specifically to the matchup of Carl Anthony towns against Steven Adams. Um, you know, Carl Anthony towns, no one watched that game was like, Oh, he's back like this. He was the difference. Um, but you know, specifically the way he matches up against Steve Adams really helped the wolves out a lot in some other in, you know, in some certain possessions where I thought things could have gone sideways for them. Steven Adams is not a player that I think you can realistically give starters minutes to in this particular matchup. It's just a bad draw for him. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, as if Anthony Edwards carries on at the level he is playing, uh, which is, you know, breakout superstar potential, um, then, you know, this is going to be a long series for the Grizz and the T-Wolves. And, I, you know, I will be watching this carefully for the first quarter specifically to see what Jenkins does. Um, the T-Wolves are an incredible play from ahead team. Um, just, you know, that's just their style, their mentality, their, you know, the way that they uh, approach the, the game. And if the Timberwolves come out and, you know, can land a couple of early punches here on the Grizzlies and play from ahead in this game, I could see them taking a 2-0 series lead back to Minnesota. Now, if the Grizzlies ever find their backs against the wall to that degree in this series, if they're down 1-2, 1-3, 0-2, I Jenkins is going to be forced to get creative with his adjustments. And at that point, we could see the series swing back in favor of the Grizzlies because they're the better team. They're the more talented team, I believe, 
<laughs> and but I, clearly this is a lot closer than the market made it uh, to start the series. I'm with you. Cannot wait for that game uh, to uh, see how the Grizzlies adjust tonight. Uh, what about the nightcap Suns and Pelicans? Yeah, not a lot to really talk about on that one. The Suns are as good as we expected. They kind of were playing with their food in game one. A uh, similar situation where the Pelicans kind of had the Hawks MO where it was, you know, third game in a row where they were playing for their lives or, you know, a game off after two in a row playing for their lives. And so the fact that they came out a little sluggish in the first half was unsurprising. Uh, Suns match up extremely well against the Pelicans, though, and I'm not exactly sure. Um, you know, what the Pelicans can do from an adjustment st standpoint to really sh surprise the Suns and, and get themselves back into this series. Uh, only note of interest is uh, they got the uh, the ref, ref assignment of uh, of supreme uh, drama. Uh, it's going to be the, you know, Scott Foster show tonight. Tony Brothers even out there. Neither of those guys an especially strong history, you know, roughing uh, Chris Paul games. <laughs> so uh, we'll be watching that carefully just for any sign of uh uh, of shenanigans, but uh, ultimately, uh, I think nine and a half is a perfectly fair price for a Suns home game in a neutral situation. We will, as soon as we go on air tomorrow, so we won't have a chance to talk to anybody before it. So you are the guy we are going to talk to, Drew, and the Nets and the Celtics. That is three and a half right now in favor of the Celtics after the buzzer beater in game one, 226. Is the total fair, unfair? Nets going to come back and win the series? Do you take the, the plus two win change on the Nets? What's going on here? I lean under. I lean Celtics at those prices. Um, the adjustments from what we saw in game one to now, I don't think were necessarily warranted. Um, game one was an all, it was, a, you know, it was an instant classic. It had all of the intensity and the feel of a late series you know, conference championship type of uh, uh, intensity. Um, you know, if you had blindfolded me and said, you know, without knowing the date or the state of the series and said, hey, how about this series tied 2-2 for the Eastern Conference, Nets Celtics, what do you think? I'd have been like, well, that was an all-time classic. And the fact that it was game one and that it really, it shouldn't have mattered as much as it did uh, is, you know, an interesting wrinkle here. Um, Celtics, I thought... Uh, you know, they they slipped up pretty obviously uh, in the beginning of that fourth quarter. Some of that is related to fatigue because, you know, this is a team that did not take their foot off the gas for the entirety of the regular season. And, you know, the fact that you're now asking Tatum and Brown to go 40 plus minutes, even Horford, Horford, you know, he's an, he's not a guy that I really want to see out there 40 minutes a night. But without Robert Williams, they don't really have a choice. Uh, and so, you know, that the Celtics obviously a little gassed in that fourth quarter, give up that uh, run to the heat and you know, get out the run to the nets and the nets get back into it and have a lead. Um, but the fight back at that point to get themselves back ahead um, was pretty impressive to me because, you know, the, a, a Celtics team of years past would have bottled it there. They would have gone to ISO ball. They wouldn't have had nearly as smooth or, or as uh, cool offensive, um, you know, flow that, that we saw from them in the final couple possessions. So um, I still think the Celtics are the better team by a decent amount. My fare for a uh, game in the garden is four and a half. So at three and a half, I'm probably going to get invested in the Celtics here. Hopefully there's a little bit more market momentum on the nets. I've heard a ton of people basically make the case case of, well, the Nets should feel pretty darn good about the way that that game went, even though they lost. And it was a game that could have truly flipped the series on its head. Um, you know, if I'm the Nets, I feel like, you know, we could have stolen one. We didn't. And the Celtics, if they come out and play a little bit cleaner, complete four quarters, uh, I think they get a decent, comfortable win here. 
um, and start thinking about, uh, you know, how they're going to split in Brooklyn and end this in five. Drew, give me one sentence synopsis on how you feel about the NFL draft betting eight days out. Oh, my goodness. It is getting crazier by the day. Some of the steam on these props is just wild. It seems completely un, uh, unmoored from reality and, uh, you know, without a lot of liquidity, without a lot of options yet. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of this is noise still. Okay. Look forward to it. We got our NFL draft bets coming up. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it. Drew Densig, everybody. We're coming back with the bets we've made on the NFL draft next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in the Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. That's $62,500. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Gil, Matt, and Kelly on primetime. Uh, the reason I asked Drew, hey, just give us a synopsis how you feel eight days out from the NFL draft because he was on this morning on a numbers game and he's definitely like in that mode that a lot of us are in, which is, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of noise out there. Not feeling as confident necessarily eight days out. That didn't stop us from making some bets though. Uh, you got some, I got some, I'm going to add more. Let's start with you, Matt. What do you have? Yeah. So I'm not buying into all of the stuff going on right now. I, well, that being said, it didn't wouldn't matter anyway because I made this bet a long time ago. I took Aiden Hutchinson first overall pick. Um, I got a worse number than you can get now. So I mean, if you if you think that there's, you know, if you, if you think that he's going to go first overall, you can get a better number than I got. Uh, I just don't see a scenario in which a guy that in everyone's initial kind of mock drafts and stuff like that and initial big boards was down in the fifties. And I get it; you can climb and you can whatever, but. Most of the time when we see these guys rapidly climbing, it's a wide receiver because he ran a 4-2 or it's a quarterback because, hey, we need quarterbacks and they rapidly kind of ride. We don't see defensive players. We don't see defensive guys come out of nowhere and then come all the way up to to being the first overall pick in the draft. So I, I would still make the bet. I still think Hutchinson goes number one overall. But, again, better number than I got that's uh, that's available out there right now. I have Thibodeau uh, going in the top 10. You do got to lay a little juice for this one, but again, he's not moving. He's not getting outside of the top 10. I mean, there are, there are some scenarios. If you look that if, you know, if a team, if a team does try to trade in and does all these things where maybe he could fall out of the top five, which is why I didn't take the top five on him, but there's just absolutely no way he falls out of the top 10. So um, went ahead and did that. And again, this is one of those deals in the draft where, you know, you, Sometimes you you just got to lay bigger numbers for for things that you think are pretty much 95% sure to happen. And I, I cannot imagine a scenario where he makes it to the 11th pick in this draft. Yep. Um, Desmond Ritter, this is just kind of – this is a reading the tea leaves thing here. Uh, I have him in a, as a top 32 pick, so it, going in the first round, which kind of correlates with my over two-and-a-half quarterbacks drafted in the first round bet – I think there's three. I think there could be four if, if, if like things get really wonky, but I just definitely think that there's three quarterbacks taken. We know two are going to go and I just cannot see a scenario in which all these teams with multiple picks either don't use a pick on a quarterback to take a swing or 
have the luxury of trading off of that pick because they already have used a, a first round pick and in, in getting it to one of these teams that does need a quarterback. So um, I'm on over two and a half quarterbacks and Ritter in the first round, him being that third quarterback taken. Uh, Chris Olave going in the first round. We talked about this. This uh, we talked about this as soon as we saw it on the show here. That number ran. It's really high now. Um, it's still, in my opinion, depending on the size of your bankroll, bettable because he is a lock to go in the first round. It's just you've got to you got to put a whole bunch of money down on it at this point. Um, Stingley, as first cornerback drafted, again, this was taking a shot here that a team's going to fall in love with the athleticism and that tape from his freshman year. I know Sauce Gardner is getting all the attention. Stingley is the very secure number two corner in the draft. And so with that, I'll always take a chance on a guy at three to one to be taken ahead of the other guy. I mean, like there's no other corner that's getting mentioned outside of, of Sauce Gardner inside the kind of top 10, top 11, top 12 picks there. So I could see a team maybe changing their mind, getting the Stingley. Um, Packers first player drafted as is a wide receiver. Um, remember the Packers have two picks as well. I think they take the best receiver with that first one because of the need that they have so badly. And then they can address the defensive side of the ball with that second pick. So I uh, really do like that one a ton. Over five and a half wide receivers drafted. This is a pick that, again, we've been talking about since these props came up. It was, it's so obvious to me that this is a passing league. It's so obvious to me with the needs of so many of these teams in this draft that it's going to be more than five and a half wide receivers. It is juiced up to about 232, 4250 now, something like that, depending on where you get it. But even that, I still think is bettable. I just can't imagine a scenario in which we don't have six or seven taken. And then I have under running backs. It was only 190. Um, there's there's precisely zero mock drafts out there. And listen, anything, I mean, weird things happen all the time with running backs and a team, you know, falls in love with one and whatever and all that stuff. But like, there's literally precisely zero mock drafts out there that has a running back going in the first round. So I went ahead and and, and I took the bait here. So we'll, we'll see. Someone will prove me wrong, I'm sure. Well, this is the thing, though, about this, right? You, like, you've got to draft positions that matter. If you're using a first-round pick, mm-hmm. You got to draft positions that matter in this league right now. And what was the uh, Trey Wingo line? Quarterback, guys who catch balls from quarterbacks, guys who defend guys who catch balls yeah. from quarterbacks, guys who protect quarterback. And what was the fifth one? The rusher. The guy, the guy who, guy who goes after quarterback. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, I have six so far in pocket. Quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Uh, instead of doing the two and a half with the big time juice, I did the over three at minus 115. That could very well push. Uh, but I think we might get four. So mm-hmm. I got the over three minus 115. Wide receivers drafted in the first round. Again, this is the the Daniel Jeremiah North Star of, we just talked about it, Debo wants out of San Francisco. Now, that's a story that's picking up steam as we speak. You want wide receivers under a rookie contract. That way you can control them for four years. Wide receivers drafted in the first round over six plus 140. I liked the plus price. I do not think it's impossible for seven mm-hmm. to go in the first round. Total number of safeties in the first round. Under one and a half. It was surprising to me that it was plus 188. This will come down to, is it is it Dax who, who may be listed as a safety or not? That's sort of the, the nebulous part of this. Will we have a second safety drafted? Because right now Kyle Hamilton is the only sure thing drafted in the first round. So under one and a half plus 188. First cornerback drafted, I, this was a Matt Brown special that I jumped on as well. Derek Stingley, plus 280. Again, if I'm a GM and Derek Stingley is available to me, I'm taking him. 
good lord, I'm taking him. And and all we need is one team to like him better yes. than Sauce. Because that's the yep. thing is yes. like it's not like it's it's not like it's one of those deals where there's three or four names getting mentioned. Yeah. It's just those two names. So for so for me, it's really it's really so far about quarterbacks and wideouts being drafted in volume, and focusing on the two corners, Stingley and Gardner both taking the under in their draft positions. In Stingley's case, under 11 and a half. In Gardner's case, under seven and a half. Didn't have to pay very much juice for either of those. So I like those. I'm going to add a couple more here over the weekend, or, or actually before the weekend. Kelly, you've got some. Yeah, as far as what I've got, um, first-round quarterbacks over two and a half. Got that at like minus 180, laying the juice there. Uh, I, I bet that pretty heavy, so I haven't gone back to the well on the on the three or three and a half, but I, I, I'm with you guys. I think it's... I think it's probably four. If I have to guess, I think it's four. I think it's, I think it's Pickett, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, and then one, and then some team falls in love with Corral or maybe even Sam Howell and then goes in the first round. So I like the over two and a half. I got a couple bets on Malik Willis. These, the, all the ones on the left side of this graphic I made weeks ago. All the ones on the right side I made last night. Uh, Malik Willis, I got first quarterback drafted at plus 135. So it was, it was when he was still a dog in the market to Kenny Pickett. Um, took a shot at him at number two overall pick uh, to plus 550. Yes, the Lions could make sense there, or who knows if there's any trades. So I went with the number two overall pick instead of team-specific on where he would be drafted. Um, first quarterback drafted, like you talked about, uh, Gil, this is really one we kind of tailed bad on, but plus 270. And like you guys said, all it takes is one team to like him better. And uh, I think that's a nice number. You can still, you can still find, I, I think I saw a three to one on him shopping around last night. So there's still, I've seen, a I think last night I saw a three to one and a plus 150 on him. So it's really, that market's really a little bit all over the place. Uh, Jameson Williams, this is a number Three to one. I don't think that there's many out there. This is another one that was pretty a little bit all over the place was how, when I was looking at this. Same kind of thought. We've brought this up a couple times. We've had multiple guests bring this up a couple times. Not a big bet for me, but at three to one, I'll take a shot on Jamison Williams and kind of the the speed the speed wide receiver in this draft. We've seen these teams fall in love with that in the pa in the past with guys. Um, so I'll take a shot on him as the first wide receiver to go. I had I, when I was looking at Desmond Ritter last night. Matt, I had the option of ones I could find here in town in Vegas of playing the top 32 market at minus 150 is where he's moved to or under 31 and a half at plus 110. Oh, I feel so, so bad for you. So when the Lions take him at 32. No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm gambling oh. a bit on the he's not the 32 the team trades back in oh. because I do think he goes lower than that. Oh. Who is my man, the wide receiver for the Bengals who got drafted first pick of the second round? Team. Uh, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, or, 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 or T. Higgins. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. T. Higgins went thirty third. Mm. If he had just gone one pick earlier, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh so boy. we'll see. I might be in pain, but I wasn't willing to pay sixty cents on that. Oh, that's going to be max pain. Um, and then the other one, Kyrie Elam, top thirty two pick, plus one fifty. Uh, this really just goes to uh, uh, knowing his dad a bit, Abe Elam, son of Abe Elam, brother of Matt Elam. Uh, Abe Elam has kind of been in the management business of a lot of these draft picks. We've seen him do it with Teddy Bridgewater, Mar Lamar Jackson, and his brother Matt Elam. All these guys have slid into the first round uh, late in the first round. In fact, all three of those guys were thirty-two uh, pick number 32s in their drafts. So I have a feeling Abe and his team might be able to talk uh, Kyrie into the first round. All right, you don't know Jason Elam, though, do you? Don't. Okay. All right. Uh, heat up two at the half. 56-54. Coming back. Primetime action.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, we are exactly one minute into the game between the uh, T-Wolves and the Grizzlies. It is one to nothing, Timberwolves, as you said, Matt. Game over. Game over, that's it. Uh, and Ja had the ball, was sort of driving to the hole, and Carl Anthony Towns, he ran into Carl Anthony Towns' shoulder, and I guess they're reviewing this now, a minute in the game to find out if that was a flagrant. Flagrant, for those of you speaking English. It's like he... But ridiculously long review. It's a ridiculously long, long review. And and is this really like? Do we really need to review this? Maybe we do. But I, I don't 
seemed uh, well. Beverly's upset, so I, I guess this is this is going against. The, <laughs> Patrick Beverly's always upset. Always upset about something, but he is. So maybe this one is going against the T-Wolves. I don't know. One of my one of my favorite Matt Humans lines ever is that Patrick Beverly looks like a guy who falls asleep with his fist balled, ready to fight. <laughs> By the way, a tech was called on Beverly, so I have no idea if that was even related. We don't have the audio on it here, but apparently the town's contact was just a common foul. But somehow Beverly ended up with the technical in that. Anyway, someone will have to explain. Um, Joey Local on uh, on Twitter let us know mm-hmm. the because um, we don't watch hockey. We don't have any of the hockey games going on here. But it, it confirmed. Speak uh, for yourself. Lightning, Lightning had to play with pool noodles tonight. They did. Uh, they are yeah. they they were the minus four seventy favorites. They're down three to two mm. at the end of the second period. Uh, they were in fact he's watching the game apparently. So they did have to play with pool noodles. Was so, that was that the one that Andy liked the Lightning? I think it was. I think it was. Let's not, let's not. We just won't bring that up. We won't bring it up. We won't bring it up to Andy we like that team. We won't that's say it. Minus 470. That's up. Yeah. Is this Ryan Hyatt, by the way, uh, Kelly? Yes, it is. Ryan Hyatt with the question of the night. What's better value, NFL draft or waiting and then betting futures on teams after the draft, knowing who did well and didn't do well in the draft to improve their team? May I take this one? Very easy answer for me. The draft 100 times over. Because I don't think you know, even, even, even if you assumed, oh. I, I don't necessarily even buy into the premise that we'd yeah. have any idea who no, did well I, or did well. I thought well. the Browns were going to be awesome. Yeah. This year. Mm, yep. I thought the Browns were going to be awesome this year. We all did, yep. They loaded up that team. Yep. And it didn't work. Plus it's like blackjack versus poker, right? Like get your money in, get your money out or you could, you know, have your money in that account for 8, 9, 10 months, whatever it is. 10 months probably. Minnesota won, Memphis won. 10 more. <laughs> I looked out at my live lines, I'm like, <laughs> you don't see that very often. <laughs> One to one at the end of two minutes. Oh, so you might have heard uh, Drew Dinzik bring this up, but your fun fact for the evening, because I'm not going to say this should be involved in your handicapping process at all. Chris Paul is 0-13 in in the last 13 playoff games that Scott Foster has officiated that he's played in. People love that trend. We'll see. That, that, that have, let me tell you something. If that trend continues tonight and the uh, Pelicans win that one straight up, then you know you have something. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is pretty ridiculous yeah. that it's 0-13, right? But Hey, anybody want some overnight tennis plays? Let's around do the, it. Around you the got, globe? Gil? Uh, I got four of them. In, you tailing me on In life? varying. <laughs> what am I tailing <laughs> Kelly on? Uh, well, we got to put up the Raptors uh, series prices still. Really? We got to do that? Uh, I am. Uh, let's go to Istanbul, shall we? Kyung Wong, plus 137 versus Sarah Cerebe's Tormo. Uh, you won't be able to find that number anymore. I think it's about plus 120. Don't let that get any lower. Like, don't go lower than plus 115 on that. Uh, taking the Chinese young lady, Kyung Wong, in that one. That's in Istanbul. Then we go to Barcelona. Castellano pronunciation. Uh, taking Hugo Delian versus Francis, uh, Francis Tiafo, the, uh, the American. I am very surprised that Delian is a dog here. Really good clay court player. Um, should not be a dog. Plus 114 is the play on Delian. Carlos uh, Tabernier, plus 183 versus Felix Auger-Aliassime. Uh, Tabernier just beat Sebastian Corda. He is a very solid clay court player as well. Obviously, Auger-Aliassime, one of the best players on the world, uh, in the world, rather. But I love the price on the clay court specialist, Tabernier, on this one. So both of those are in Barcelona. And then uh, I believe this one is in Belgrade, Serbia. You've been to Belgrade before, Matt? Yes, no? I Yep. Have you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Tons. Got a summer house there. He's lying. It's a winter house there, Kelly. Uh, Roman <laughs> Joyce. I go in the winter. <laughs> Taking Roman Safiwin, Safiwin, pardon me, 
plus 194 versus Karen Kachanov. Um, so it's a lot of dogs, four dogs. How about that? Around the globe in tennis, in the overnight tennis markets. Now, speaking of tennis, good on DraftKings for putting these up. Odds to reach a Grand Slam final this year. Remember, the Australian Open's already in the rear view. So we're talking French Open on clay here in May. Then we're talking Wimbledon. And then we're talking U.S. Open, Wimbledon on grass, which we found out, Kelly, what was the breaking news? I, I was just going to say, I should probably hit this breaking news before we go to this market, actually, because this could affect things. Uh, we are uh, from Sportico. Uh, breaking news, Russian athletes will be banned from Wimbledon. Well, so that is coming across. I mean, where that really is huge is Daniil Medvedev on the men's side. What a... Uh... <laughs> Three to three. And it's another review. Another review. This game is fluid. This game is 20 minutes old, but it's three minutes old. Three to three with 250 elapsed, and they're going to the the headphones again. The the guys downstairs did say that the the first one they took a look at was was pretty, pretty, pretty violent by Patrick Beverly. A little bit, more, a little bit more than what we saw. I guess. Oh, I just saw Towns hit him with the shoulder. Yeah, I don't know. I guess there was there was more to okay. it than what we saw. All right, what's this one about? No idea. Smarty pants downstairs. What is this one about? Huh? <laughs> bootleg John Ham referee right there. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. <laughs> bootleg, bootleg, John. bootleg John. <laughs> And he was like looking directly into him. He was he was making eyes at that camera. A flagrant on Stephen Adams. You get you oh, fall into his eyes. Oh, there's oh, a flagrant boy. on Stephen Adams. Oh, man. All right, here we go. Chippy, chippy. In the early going in Memphis game two. Is this the uh, the 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 refs got to set the tone early after a very physical game one? Well, I'll tell you what tone they're setting. A slog tone. Back to the tennis again. Odds to reach Grand Slam final this year. So again, three more final, three more Grand Slams to come. Clay, grass, and hardcourt, and Russian players may be banned from Wimbledon. Okay, on the men's side. So any of those three Grand Slams coming up, final. Will one of these guys get to the finals of any of them? Carlos Alcaraz of Spain is even money, and the reason he's even money, the short shot, is because he is kind of all court at this point. Clay arguably is his best service. I have him 11 to 1 to win the French. You will not see, curiously on this list, Rafael Nadal or Novak Djokovic. Forget about Roger Federer, but you won't. We are not seeing either Djokovic or Nadal on this. Well, and Daniil Medvedev, right? I made and, this last night. And Medvedev <laughs> is not there either. Maybe DraftKings knew something I didn't. Maybe they did. So you have Alcaraz at even and Stefanos Tsitsipas who just won in Monte Carlo on clay at plus 150, and then Sasha Zverev, who probably should have been banned but wasn't mm-hmm. for actions. He's at 2-1, to one, and you see the rest. This is interesting how many omissions are on this list. I mean, is it maybe just because it, so, it would be such heavy minus money prices? On... I'm guessing the Nadal thing's because he's injured. Nadal because he's injured. Djokovic because I don't know why. Because maybe he, maybe he won't be allowed right. at the Wimbledon or the U.S. Open. French, he will be. For vaccine? Right. But we don't know about Wimbledon it's probably and the U.S. That, Open. It's got to be don't that. Know. Yeah. Because this is, right, because it's it's any Grand Slam final. So if he's possibly not allowed in one yeah. more. Yeah, then that makes yeah. sense. Makes sense then. Anyway, I would I would play Alcaraz. I really would. I don't think we're getting through this calendar year without him being in a Grand Slam final. It feels like it's his time. Yep. It does feel like it's his time. And apparently Taylor Fritz just is, is 
crazy good now. He's crazy good now. He's just crazy good now. But to get to a Grand Slam final <laughs> would be a first for him. Certainly need more than I'll nine. tell you. I mean, I'll tell you. I just there's a a lot of these names I would not bet. I would not take one of the serve bots. I wouldn't take Riley Opelka in a slam. Kyrgios is too volatile. Shapovalov, I don't trust. Ogier Aliassime seems to have peaked last year. Sinner's got potential, but I think it's still too early. Berrettini, maybe, right, on at on grass, for instance. But the, uh, I think these are properly priced at the top. Alcaraz, Titsipas, and Zverev, given the Nadal injury and the Djokovic vaccine status. What about the ladies, real quick? Iga's got to be big minus money here, right? Yeah. Bang. Minus 280. If she doesn't make the French final, that would be a massive upset. You may see her in more than one Grand Slam final this year. So she is appropriately priced at minus 280. And quite frankly, I don't know who I would take a flyer on in any of the others. Because it's such a, yeah, yeah. such a crapshoot. Oh, man, I thought, your, I thought your girl Emma was going to get some love here. We, you know, we don't know if she can, can catch lightning in a bottle like she did last year, the U.S. Open. She has not shown any lightning in a bottle since, to be quite honest. But I do love some Emma Raducanu for what she did to us money-wise last year. Can Naomi Osaka get to a final on grass or on hard court? Absolutely a possibility at plus 150. Bianca Andreescu lurks, plus 380. If you catch lightning in a bottle, can you release lightning out of the bottle? Is that just as powerful? That would you be. Know, we'll research that on the break, and we'll come back. <laughs> All right, crew, we got work to do and on the break. By, and by we, I, I mean you. <laughs> Coming back, we'll update all the scores. 9-6 T-Wolves. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility. 